Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, October 31st, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Mario Mario of the Mario Brothers, <laughs> and I'm joined by the LaCroix Poppy himself, a.k.a. my fellow Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. Cyclops of the X-Men. Let's him host. Let Cyclops host? I don't even know. What is, does Cyclops even have like a, a, like a go-to line? He's just out here optic blasting. <laughs> He's out here just you letting that I mean? thing fly. Letting that thing sing. Letting that thing sing. Let's make some eye contact. I'm Cyclops. <laughs> I love this. I love this so much already. What a day. What a Halloween. Happy Halloween to you, Bless, and happy, ween, happy Halloween. Happy Ween. Happy Ween happy to all ween. of you at home. Okay? Tim, how was your Halloween? It was fantastic. We got to celebrate it together. We Kevin's did. house. Kevin threw a, a dope little shindig, a little Halloween fiesta in his backyard. He did. And we had a lot of fun. Let me tell you, don't drink the punch at don't Kevin's fiesta. Don't drink fiestas. the punch at a Kevin oh, party. Yeah. That punch knocked me the fuck out. I woke up yesterday feeling like a different person and not mm-hmm. in a great way. I, yeah. I, wa- I wandered into the, into the living room. Michael Hyde, my roommate, was there as well. He was like, hey, bro, how you feeling? And I was like... I'm, playing, I'm doing good. And I was like, I'm not doing good. <laughs> I'm not doing good. I was so hungover that I lost my voice. My favorite thing I didn't know that could happen. about a Kevin party is there's always a drink, at least a drink, that he's concocted. And he's like, no, just drink this. Yeah. Here's the thing. Your pee is going to be neon yellow tomorrow, but don't worry about it. It's okay. And you're just like, all right, I guess I trust this. He was right. He was right. Wait, wait. <laughs> was it neon yellow? I didn't oh check. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I didn't check. And, and not just like dehydrated yet. It was like neon, neon yellow. It, yeah. was, huh. it was insane. Interesting. Wild. Interesting. Tim, mm-hmm. of course, it is a happy Halloween, but in some ways, it's a sad Halloween. Let me tell you, this morning, putting together this, this kind of funny games daily was tough, right? Not because, you know, like, it was, it's an emotional day or anything. I, one of my news sources is just, just left. He's, they decided they're gone. They decided they're done. So let's talk about it. Today's stories include Nibel leaving Twitter, EA striking a deal with Marvel, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to KindOfFunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show head to kindoffunny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content housekeeping for you who are you going to call to talk about Ghostbusters VR? Us. Today, our Halloween stream kicks off with a Ghostbusters VR world premiere. Greg's played it. He's talking to the team who made it. And they're debuting the name and key art. So don't miss out on that. And then the first of four kind of funny special presentation videos from Barrett Courtney is coming out this Wednesday. You can jo- join him for a YouTube premiere at 9 a.m. Pacific time on YouTube.com slash games as he tries to answer the question, has Kratos truly changed over the course of the last 17 years? Barry, give, a, give us a hint. N- nod yes if he has changed. Give me a, a shake your head no if he hasn't. I'll wait and see. He's not, he's not doing anything. He's, he's not he's, even he's, sure. Oh. He himself doesn't know. He won't know until he's, Thursday. He's still working on the Some script. would say it's a, it's a complicated question and a complicated answer. Whoa. Wow. You're going to have to tune in this Wednesday to figure that out. Yeah, this Wednesday to figure that out. Again, 9 a.m. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Fargo Brady, on YouTube. Today we're brought to you by Wondery, Rocket Money, and Chime, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one. Tim, we lost the real one. We did. Today. Prolific game news account, Nibel, has quit. Twitter. I'm pulling from Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. At Nebelian, 
one of the most prolific sources of video game news on Twitter, has announced that he's leaving the platform. For several years, Nibel has been one of the most popular sources for game news on social media, with over 400,000 followers, including the industry's biggest game companies and personalities. In recent months, Nibel launched a Patreon to help fund his Twitter posting, citing issues with his professional life. Despite backing from some of the industry's most recognizable figures, such as the Game Awards founder Jeff Keighley, Nibel said on, on Monday he had not raised enough to make running the account sustainable. At the time of publishing, Nibel's Twitter account has been locked and a message on his Patreon claims paying users will be refunded where, uh, where possible. Quote, Today, I'll move on from both Twitter and Patreon. There won't be any games coverage from me on either platform, Nibel wrote in a, a Patreon update. Quote, I've learned a lot in a short period of time. Unfortunately, I was not able to create an interesting and sustainable Patreon, which is evident in the number of patrons stagnating during the first weekend and the first of many pledges being deleted during the first week. Quote, I have miscalculated the, the value of my Twitter activity and realized that it is, it is nothing worth supporting by itself for the vast majority of people. It is not me who is popular, but it is the work that is useful. It is not valuable by, my, by itself, but a comfortable time saver, and I get that now. I was unable to create a reliable revenue stream, but I'm still happy I gave it a shot. And I want to thank everybody on here who gave me a shot as well. I'll look into refunds for recent payments, uh, have already deactivated the bill billing, and will likely close this page this week, end quote. Nibel has voiced concern or has voiced issues with the Twitter platform in the past, such as the problems impersonating accounts have caused uh, him due to being unable to gain account verification. Quote, I don't think that Twitter has yet experienced good leadership, and this trend will not change with Musk either. I do not trust the platform, Nibel wrote. Quote, I do not trust Musk and his seemingly infinite immaturity. I do not think Twitter will fall apart instantly, but that it could die a slow death. Why waste more time? End quote. Tim. A very sad news story. It really is, man. Nibel, whoever he is, she is, whoever they are out there, uh, was doing such good work the last couple of years to the point that it was shocking how fast and high quality the reporting could be. It yeah. was always just curation of what others were saying, very rarely, if ever, like actually breaking the news themselves. But they were always first. They were oh, always yeah. like the best source to go to to get the most concise version of whatever just happened. Whether it was a showcase, you can go to a thread and see every single announcement announcement made whether there's like great deals out there they would always do a great job of like focusing you to where you should be looking to get the things it was always just so impressive and i have often sat there and thought like how do they do this because yeah you know you and i we love video game news like we consume it we look at every website that there is there's a ton of forums out there message boards reddits all the things but Despite that, despite feeling like I'm tapped into every outlet that there is to get this information, like I feel like we are at the source as close to it at least as we can be. Somehow, Nibel always had it ready 10 minutes before. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, 100%. Nibel was somebody who knew what they were doing, right? They were somebody who were locked into, into video game news, were somebody who understood how to report, right? Like we, we've had conversations, me and you, Tim, about like who is Nibel, right? Like, yeah. how, how, like how do they do this? How are they? Not just on time, but, like, there with the breaking news, right? Like, in my eyes, Nibel is somebody who is le legit must be on the inside based on the fact that you can have breaking news happen at 10, at 10 a.m. And they're there at 10.01 with but the a tweet about is, it. What are they on the inside of? Because it's mm -hmm. like, I understand, like, oh, this person works at Nintendo, so they get all, they have a lot of inside info about Nintendo stuff, maybe some third-party companies, whatever it is, or apply it to, like, a PlayStation or Xbox to, to widen the, the breadth a little bit. It feels like they're an insider at every single company. Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, again, there's somebody that knows what they're doing. There's somebody who's also good at uh, uh, reporting. Like, this is a shame mainly because, again, for KFGD, you know, my process for putting together the show involves me going to different websites, figure, finding out what the big headlines are, and compiling them into the, into the document. Most of that work was me going to, to Nibel, mm -hmm. right? Like, Nibel did the best job of compiling the biggest news stories, the stories that are, were worth paying attention to, and being able to pull them from the original source, right? It's not just all, hey, IGN reported this, so I'm going to take from IGN and put it here, right? It, it is, hey, this website reported this, and here's the concise New, uh, uh, news headline in a tweet and here's the link linking to the rest of the article for you to go check out and that is way more tough than i i think a, a lot of people give credit for right like it seems simple but one to be on time with it is tough but then also to be so accurate and to be so i guess true to the form of of reporting right be able to do it with with knowledge of all right this is coming from this i'm gonna pull this from like 
Nibel was an, was an expert at this, and I think losing Nibel on Twitter is a big loss just for the media side of the industry as a whole. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like this is this is one of those type of situations that we're gonna like realize like the ramifications of it yeah. and down the line where it's like there it's a, such a valuable source that just kind of like I think framed the industry in a unique way that uh, it's so interesting even to look at it of like why is it a mystery of who they are mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean like why is it that. Th- I mean, maybe this isn't unique to gaming. Maybe there's just there is this for for other uh, industries out there. But why are there a handful of Twitter users in the gaming industry that have these like just secret lives? It feels like, or is it just the fact that there's not an actual face and name that we can like attach to it that we feel like there's a secret? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just weird. I've never seen Gossip Girl, but I imagine this is what Gossip Girl is like. Yes, yes, XOXO (laughs) Nebelian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so like. Shout out to Nebelian. Again, really sad. Like, even some of the things that Nebelian writes in the, in the post, like, I disagree with, right, in terms of how, how they uh, value their, their own work, right? Like, to me, Nebelian's work was some of the most valuable, again, on the media side of, uh, of the industry. And it sucks that, you know, that didn't translate to money. And I totally understand the idea of, hey, like, I'm putting in all this work. I am not making money from it. Why am I doing it? Like, that is a totally valid, that's a, to- that's a totally valid conclusion to make. And to step away from it, I don't. You know, I, I, like, I don't put it against uh, Nibel whatsoever. Like, that's a totally un- understandable, understandable place to be. But I think it does hurt, right? Like, it, it, it does hurt the side of the industry. It does hurt, you know, again, people like me who like to compile this shit. And Nibel, I think, was the best at compiling this shit and making it easy for me to do my job. Um, but it also just sucks in, in terms of where Twitter is at as a space now. You know, there's been big changes. Of course, Elon Musk has fully bought Twitter now and has control. And there have been the news stories about the changes that are being made, right? And, like, going into it, it was one of those things where, where you know, I'll see people tweeting out about, like, oh, man, you know, I'm leaving Twitter. Twitter, it's going to hell, all this shit, right? And I'm, like, looking at it, I'm, like, oh, man, yeah, it does suck that Elon Musk is buying it. But, like, is it that bad? Is that bad for real? And then you look at the last week and I'm, like, oh, yeah, people were right. Like, this shit sucks. You know, the $20 for verification thing, that sucks, right? Like, the unbanning of hella accounts on Twitter now, that fucking sucks, right? Like, Twitter, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about where the platform is going. And I don't, again, I don't fault Nibel for being like, eh, I'm out of here. This ain't, this ain't the place for me anymore. Yeah. A bummer for sure. And I don't think that uh, they will ever be replaced because it, it was such a unique uh, function in the industry. But for sure. Thank you for the years of work, whoever you are. You salute. Nibel. You Nibel. I take my Mario hat off to you. Nibel. Story number two. Electronic Arts strikes a three-game deal with Marvel. This comes from Lucas Shaw at Bloomberg. Electronic Arts will develop three video games inspired by Marvel comic book characters after forging a deal that gives the company access to the most popular entertainment franchise in the world. The first game EA is making is based on Iron Man and announced last week. EA plans to create a single-player action-adventure game that features an original story based on Iron Man's history. EA didn't provide details about other characters it plans to use or give a release timetable. EA has also partnered with Disney's Lucasfilm to make, uh, to make games set in the, in the world of Star Wars, such as Star Wars Battlefront and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That could serve as a model for EA's relationship with Marvel, which has licensed its characters to several video game publishers over the last few years. Quote, we have an intentional deliberate strategy to have a balanced portfolio, says EA's Laura Meal. Quote, there will be Marvel fans who don't play other EA games. That's been true with Star Wars. End quote. Tim Geddes, of course, Iron Man was announced, what, a few months ago from EA at this point. Mm -hmm. Black Panther was reported, right? They've not officially announced it, but it seems that EA is also working on an open world Black Panther game, which I imagine those make two of this three game deal. What do you think is the third game? Well, with that, the Black Panther thing, and uh, I'm a little hazy on this, uh, but the was that not ended up being the Skydance one? No, I don't believe so. Yeah, the, okay. the, the idea is that, yeah, Skydance is working on their Black Panther Captain America thing, and EA is working on a separate open-world Black Panther game. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah, so then there's a third there. Man, Iron Man, Black Panther, we've already got Guardians, we've got Avengers. We're getting Wolverine. Yeah, damn, Spider-Man, like, man, who knows? Like, th- like, there's so much potential, like, especially when you see things like Midnight Suns, where it's getting a little bit more niche in there with the different genres and stuff. I got to imagine if it's EA, it's probably going to be another third-person action game of some sort, right? Like, more in line with what they're talking about there. I don't know. Do you have any ideas? I don't have any ideas of character, but I did I did get the press release in my email, like, after I, I pulled the story from uh, uh, Bloomberg. Um, and I want to say... 
they went into a little more detail about what it could be. So yeah, here I have the press release open in my email. Ian Marvel Entertainment announced a multi-title collaboration to make action-adventure games. Right, so they're talking yeah. about action adventure games uh, specifically. Uh, today, announced it's it is collaborating with Marvel on a long term uh, deal to develop at least three new action adventure games that will be available for consoles and PC. Each of these games will be their own original story set in a Marvel set in the Marvel universe. With the first title in development being a single player third person action adventure Iron Man game coming out of Motive Studios. So we're talking about an action adventure. What I what I would like. Is a Doctor Strange game. I feel like Doctor Strange and Daredevil are the Ooh, next Daredevil. two Marvel characters that haven't had that type of game yet that I think would really benefit, or at least don't have one upcoming, uh, that I do think really translate well to what modern game design is, right? Like, mm -hmm. you can you hear Doctor Strange, you can immediately understand how that plays. You can feel it in your hands with the controller, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then Daredevil, I just feel like, is a, a, a similar thing. Right? Yeah, so it's game right fairly there. straightforward. Add some stealth in there right god yeah um but i feel like they're probably next in line and i think that there's like a swell of support for daredevil that marvel clearly understands so you got to imagine that marvel games i mean we've seen it they've proven this like they they know the value of their characters and they understand who should handle what projects um so the fact that they're partnering with ea is interesting after how ea has handled star wars um which i think we can all say it wasn't perfect yeah. but it also wasn't all misses like we need to remember that it wasn't for for the fact that there was battlefront 2 there was also jedi fallen order right mm -hmm. so hopefully we're kind of seeing like the new path forward for ea for these type of games seeing the value of these especially seeing that uh jedi survivors coming out next year as well i'm hoping that these marvel games are more in line with that yeah and i think they will be i like I've, we've been talking about it a lot with uh, the bigger publishers and where their space is at in the industry, right? And some some publishers coming back around like Capcom, and now I, I would say Capcom is probably in one of the best places they've been at in terms of success, right? When you talk when you talk about Monster Hunter, when you talk about this next Street Fighter game, how incredible it looks. When you talk about Resident Evil and where that's gone, right? Like Capcom is in a very good place. Ubisoft, however, when we talk yeah. about Ubisoft, it's, oh, there's always this downer tone of oh man, but what are they doing, right? Like what wins have they, have they given us lately, right? Like when you look at the wide swath of the games they're putting out, what are they doing? EA is one where EA historically have been on that downer side. L gamers in the audience love to, to hate on EA and you know, that's not all unwarranted, right? EA is a company that we associate with the annualized sports releases, right? And it's like, okay, man, you guys really like milking this stuff. Oh man, EA canceled um, Visceral Star Wars game because it's single player. Oh man, that's weird, right? EA, we associate with such weird decisions like at star i mean we're talking about this right star wars battlefront 2 at launch was such a disaster with the loot boxes that said i think ea is on the verge of making a turn and i do think that a lot of that i would chalk up to respawn as a studio mm -hmm. and how respawn has seen such success with ea right and people like where ea gets a lot of bad talk respawn gets propped up and praised yep. because respawn puts out titanfall 2 a game with excellent single player and excellent multiplayer they put out apex legends an excellent battle royale game they put out jedi fallen order an excellent single player licensed star wars game probably one of the best star wars game we've gotten in a minute and i think ea looks at that and probably wants to replicate that and, and i think that i think that might be the heart of what this marvel deal is i think they want to replicate what they've done with with um uh, star wars with respawn with other studios in yeah totally i mean even them like working with haze light right and like and things like the, it takes two and that yeah. that type of uh smaller experience that i'm winning game of the year awards right like uh ea it, it they are an interesting place when you even look at the eras of ea where they're they've had their, their mistakes they've always focused on the sports titles there's like a uh, heavy focus on mobile titles uh in e e3 press conferences that never felt like they were like being heard by the right market or whatever but they're making a ton of money but then you start looking at it year after after year and i feel like even in the most recent years ea's presence at ea play even their own mm. showcases it's not like they're coming out with like a ton of games like i feel like we've already seen their strategy start to shift and I think that you're right that we have the potential that in the next year or two, they could have a, a showcase that has like a lot of really solid exciting. titles that we're, like, we're excited about that aren't just like the old school EA, like, oh, it's just all the stuff you expect. It's like, yeah. oh, it's the stuff we want. Because like, boy, early, I want to say mid, maybe mid PS4 era, right? When you, when you think of an EA E3 press conference, I think you sit there and you think of, all right, 
We're going to see Madden. We're going to see FIFA. And we're going to see a Plants Star Wars versus zombies. Plants versus Zombies, right? A Star Wars Battlefront. And, like, even that shouldn't it ends up not being as exciting as it should be. But now, when I'm thinking of EA, right, we're talking about an EA that is about to bring back Dead Space mm -hmm. with a Dead Space remake. We're talking about an EA that is about to bring back Skate. Skate 4, baby. Yeah. Like, this is an EA that is now looking at what the audience wants and is reaching back and giving us what we want, right? And I'm hoping that this stuff pans out well. So far, it seems so good in terms of Jedi Fallen Order and those types of games. I'd imagine that Dead Space Remake is going to be good. The game looks good. I forget if one of us previewed uh, Mike, Mike previewed it. And yeah. Greg, yeah. And, I, and Mike and Greg seem to have good, really mm -hmm. good impressions uh, on it. They're being very transparent with this new skate game, and they're saying a lot of things that we like. Of course, they, they also said free-to-play, which I know a group of people don't like, but I personally think that might be uh, to the benefit of a new skate game. I wouldn't be surprised if these Marvel games come out and they're exactly what we want them to be. And, of course, that might be on a varying scale of quality. I don't know if I look at these games to be, I don't know, as great as God of War and Last of Us and, like, the best single-player games in the industry, but... If they hit a Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order level of quality. Or Guardians level. Like, that's my yeah. thing is, like, I, I was uh, just thinking, like, a couple nights ago about how much I enjoyed the Guardians game. And, like, yo, it is not perfect. Like, legitimately, the combat was, like, it was off, you yeah. know? But, like, I didn't dislike that part of it as much as some people did. But I loved the story. I loved the characters. And I thought they did such a great job. And they did Guardians justice. And if we can get games that are giving Iron Man that level of justice, I'm going to be so excited. And, like, that's the thing, too, is motive. They could do it. They could pull that off. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Motive could do it, right? When you're talking about this Black Panther game that's, again, uh, reported, not officially announced yet, uh, that seems like it's being made by a new EA studio, which is like, yeah, you guys are making new studios to work on single-player open-world games. Fuck yeah, that makes me wonder what this third game uh, third game they're, uh, they're working on is going to be given to, right? If you give a Marvel game to Respawn, or if you're creating a new studio to make oh. a Marvel game, like, come on, let's go. Uh, I want to bring in a question from Amy Antos, who writes into kindoffunny.com slash KFGD, just like you can, and says, Hey, dudes. With Marvel and EA signing a three-game deal today with the first game supposedly being Iron Man, one, could this be a tough first game to start given the flying mechanics in, ga uh, in games are difficult to get right, hence probably why we haven't seen uh, a proper Superman game? And then two, what other superheroes would you like to see for the next two games? Keep up the amazing show, guys. So to start with the first one, could this game be a tough first start uh, given the uh, flying mechanics and games are difficult to get right? Hence, the, the probably why we haven't had a proper Superman game. I don't think the flying mechanics are why we don't have a proper Superman game. I think it's more so power, power scaling and like how do you get, how do you make Superman fun, mm -hmm. right? Because like the, re the reason why Spider-Man is fun is because Spider-Man, I think, is, I don't, I mean, Spider-Man is technically very powerful, but in the games, you believe it when he's fighting thugs, right? And it's kind of going toe-to-toe -to -toe and taking out all these guys. If I'm playing a Superman, if I kick somebody, I want them to get kicked across the country. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think that's kind of the tough thing to, to, to get down. And with Superman, you might have to find ways to nerf him. I yeah. think that's more so the thing. See, I, I'm with it, though, with the, the flying mechanics in games. Like, like, it has to be perfect for an Iron Man game because that is kind of the core of what the gameplay would be, right? Like, the fantasy fulfillment of playing as Iron Man is being able to fly around and have that feel good, the maneuverability of it all. And I think that we've made really big strides towards that. Like, even in Avengers, like, playing as Iron Man, I was surprised at how well that worked and controlled, even in, like, tighter situations where, like, inside a building of having a fly around. Because that is just such a hard thing to deal with X, Y, and Z dimensions of maneuverability as a character, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like there's still this, like, dissonance between the Star Fox 64 type linear um, like on, on rail. rails yeah. type sections, which are awesome. But I feel like we're kind of over that as a gameplay design at this point. Yeah. So they, that can't be the base. Like, and, and, and I think that's more of an additive thing. Exactly. Maybe. And even then, then it starts to feel like the ship levels in Guardians, even right, yes. where it's more like the gimmick that's kind of separating the rest of to break up the rest of the gameplay. But how do you then turn the more like all range mode, just flying around and make that fun? And I think that that's where like Star Wars Squadrons comes into play, or like even in Battlefront Two, a lot of the uh, aerial dogfight stuff. Like that felt really good, but how do you like that's the, those are ships in space translating that to a man in a suit in these like tighter corridors and things like i i feel like that is the uh a mechanic that we still haven't quite nailed but we're close See, to i do think we've nailed it i think an, an ea studio has nailed it i think anthem was the perfect like flying game thank you that's greg miller in the back that's greg miller in the back i think anthem absolutely nailed how flying should feel especially in a suit like that like it's almost one for one and i really hope that um motive while they're working on this iron man game are talking to bioware to, to like see like hey you know share with us that tech share with us the techniques you use to make sure that felt right and i think in that case right if it is a 
you know, if this Iron Man game, let's say, is an open world, let's say it's zone based mm -hmm. in the way that I forget, I forget if Anthem was zone based, but I'm assuming Anthem is zone based. Let's make it. It was. Thank you. Uh, let's make it zone based, right? And make it about flying around, fulfilling a set of objectives. Hey, you're Iron Man. There is like, uh, what's the, what's the Iron Man story like? War shit happened, <laughs> I guess. A whole right? bunch of war out there. <clears throat> and it is you flying in like an open zone and going from objective to objective at your own pace like figuring out and like you know solving enemy encounters and doing stuff i think that could work uh i think that could be fun and i think that kind of solves for the um i forget what you called it but like the you know free motion uh all type. range mode all range that's the star that's fox what they call it star fox yeah gotcha i think that could solve for the all range mode uh, uh thing that you're talking about and then from there you know give me a good uh tony stark story you know give me good characters and I, I, like i think you got a hit on your hands like i th I, th I think that game could be really good um in terms of what other superheroes would you like to see for the next two games again i think one of them is probably going to be that black panther game and then with these marvel games i feel like the way they choose characters obviously the, they let studios you know use the characters they want but i think there's this top down nature of all right we got an avengers game we are we got spider-man we're getting wolverine like i think there's a cream of the crop uh, selection of characters that these studios are going for and I think in trying to figure out what the next character is going to be you have to kind of think of like all right who's the most popular character that hasn't been used yet yeah right and so I probably would jump to even like you know like you said a daredevil um doctor strange maybe a scarlet witch right like who's hot in the MCU right now I I, I think that's the way you go and then you can kind of extrapolate from there yeah. again even with that there's still a lot to choose from absolutely and I feel like x-men is the big the big one that I think everyone at Marvel is just kind of waiting on timing for, for mm. uh, kind of like what's the right time to strike with, with bringing back X-Men. Cause like X-Men have you know, not always been popular, but like they've, they've kind of had big, big highs. And then I feel like they were kind of like kneecapped a bit for the last like 10 years or so. Mm -hmm. And then now it's like, we know we're gearing up that they're eventually going to come back. But I think that Marvel's kind of leaning on the Wolverine thing smartly at this yeah. point with the game and with them in uh in him in deadpool 3 as well uh before busting out the entire crew gotcha well ladies and gentlemen my name is mario mario from the mario brothers and i love coins mm -hmm. you know where you can go to get me some coins patreon.com slash kind of funny games that's where you can go and get the show ad free and speaking of ads let us tell you about our sponsors are you wasting money on subscriptions 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Well, most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to more than $200. That's right. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. There's this app Tim loves using that takes care of all of that for him. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. The app shows all your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Tim loves it, it's great, you should use it. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't even know you were still paying for. You may even find that you've been double charged for a subscription. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny. Seriously, it could save you hundreds of dollars per year. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny that's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny go deeper into the canals of numenor the mines of kaza doom and more with the official the lord of the rings the rings of power podcast host felicia day and several special guests provide an inside look at the groundbreaking series and what it took to bring middle earth to life each episode of the official podcast features exclusive interviews with the series showrunners jd Payne and patrick mckay including the very first full breakdown of the incredible season finale. Felicia goes behind the scenes with the cast and crew to bring you jaw-dropping stories and Easter eggs you won't want to miss. Watch The Rings of Power on Prime Video and listen to all eight episodes of the official The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power podcast for free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app now. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Is it checking up on your credit score? Didn't think so. At Chime, that's exactly what they do. Their members see an increase of 30 points on average, with payday up to two days early and fee-free overdrafts up to $200. So start your credit journey with Chime. 
Sign up takes only two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at chime.com slash KF games. That's chime.com slash KF games. The chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by stride bank NA pursuant to the license from visa USA chime checking account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured chime credit builder visa credit card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive effect on your credit score. Impact to your score may vary and some user scores may not improve. Out of network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except at MoneyPass ATMs in a 7-Eleven or any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. So again, start your credit journey with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes, doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Story number three. God of War Ragnarok leaks early. Beware of spoilers. This comes from Luke Plunkett at Kotaku. The upcoming God of War Ragnarok, one of the biggest PlayStation games of the year, isn't supposed to be out until November 9th. But over the past 24 hours, video and social media sites have been flooded with clips of people playing their way through the entire game. We wrote a similar story last week, but it was relatively minor by comparison. Some people reviewing the game uh, had accidentally shared their screenshots, and while some of them could uh, could maybe have suggested certain things were going to happen, most were just very pretty. The, which pause there Luke Blunkett was it you that leaked <laughs> this sounds very like oh yeah but like that wasn't big compared to what's happening now don't worry about that but also know. like it, my screenshots looked cool right my screenshots were very pretty but also you know this that wasn't that a big video uh, this though is the whole game being out there over a week before release it's believed the game leaked when a store in the US with its stock already in hand accidentally sold copies early which in this genre of new story is a tale old as time Director Corey Barlog uh, is understandably a bit disappointed. Quote, right now, I can really understand the benefit of having just an installer on the physical disc, he tweeted, uh, referring to the last week's news that Modern Warfare 2 was, re- was released with just 72 megabytes on its Blu-ray disc. Quote, sorry to everyone that you have to dodge the spoilers. If you want to play the game fresh, Barlog added, uh, or let me say it again. Sorry to everyone that, that you have to dodge spoilers if you want to play the game fresh, Barlog added. Quote, completely fucking stupid, you have to do this. End quote and i understand that frustration that sucks man people just can't be cool this whole thing sucks man especially for a game that's this big that is this story focused and character focused where like there is probably gonna be big spoiler moments that people can ruin and it sucks it seems like people are attempting to go out of their way to ruin it right oh oh, yeah yeah uh yeah i think it was yesterday morning i uh uh, first thing I did was uh, open up YouTube just to to check some of our videos in the back end. And the first thing was, like, I'm pretty sure, like, an end game moment headlined in the thumbnail and shit like that. Jesus and I was like, Christ. all right, cool. Well, guess I'm not using YouTube. <laughs> yeah. And it sucks. I mean, YouTube is, uh, sucks with it, too, because oftentimes they have the YouTube autoplay that happens, right, where it's like, Cool. I maybe I can avoid thumbnail or I can avoid like you know headline, but then you're just scrolling through YouTube and a video starts auto playing. It'll be a cutscene from late game. Like I know that was a problem with the last was two leak that happened last yeah. time. Definitely unfortunate shit, man. And this sucks for for everybody involved. And um, it it's extra unfortunate because we're so close. You yeah, know? right. And it's like it is. It's games leak like this all the time, and it sucks. But it sucks most when it is a game that like people are looking forward to and do not want to be like ruined for this shit. Like this is one of those big cultural like moments uh, in, in the entire games industry, right? Like everyone is looking forward to God of War Ragnarok. And so this is very, very sad. And it's unfortunate to see even like Corey be upset about it. It's like, yeah. that sucks, you know, like to pour that it's much. Right, Cause you got so far this. too, right? Yeah. Like you got a week before release, right? Everything's going well. You know, a reviewer fucked up, but like, all right, at least it doesn't seem like a, that big of a fuck up according to Luke Plunkett. But then you like, you get to a week before it and, a store broke the date like that's the thing that is now like causing the floodgates to open and spoilers to be out there like it's such a bummer right like god i i i feel i feel for the team uh, but also be cool out there right like if you're out there and you got an early copy to a game like yeah like, just be cool like you you're in a special spot where you can play a whole game right now and nobody needs to know right and you're out here just ruining it for everybody you're being nefarious get out of here stop have doing fun. that fun be cool just have fun and be cool story number four Phil Spencer acknowledges it's been too long since Xbox's last big first-party game. This is Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. Microsoft's head of gaming has acknowledged it's been a quiet year for Xbox first-party games, but claimed that 2023 will be far busier for the platform holder. By the end of 2022, five games will have been published by Xbox Game Studios this year, but only one of those, Obsidian's Pentiment, will be an all-new game developed internally. 
The others are Indie Devolved as Dusk Falls, a Forza 5 expansion, an Age of Empires re-release, and Obsidian's Grounded, which has been in game preview for two years. Quote, one thing we've definitely heard out loud and clear is it's been too long since we've shipped what people would say is a, is a big first party game, Phil Spencer said on the same brain video cast. Quote, we can have our excuses with COVID and other, other things, but in the end, I know people invest in our platform and they want to have great games, end quote. Spencer went on to claim that the 2023 lineup would be far stronger for Xbox and that the sort of pandemic-caused production delays, which saw its original big holiday release Starfield push into 2023, were now in the rearview mirror. Quote, we're excited about 2023 and we've talked about games that are coming, he said. Those, those games are tracking well and we're out of what COVID did to pr the production schedule. And as an industry, we have fewer games this holiday than we've had in a while. Uh, when you just think about launches, Call of Duty is coming, God of War is coming, which is great. Nintendo's had a good year, but in general, I would say we've been a, a little tight or sorry, a little light. Uh, but I look at 2023 and there's a great lineup of games coming that I'm excited about. Getting our first real Xbox first party games out of Bethesda, having them ship Redfall and Starfield will be a lot of fun. End quote. Blessing. Tim. They've been setting up the dominoes. They have been. And at some point, they're going to hit what? them over and it, all the games are going to release. Phil Spencer says it's 2023. Yeah. Do you believe him? <laughs> I don't know. You know, like, that's the thing is like this, this new story. I feel like you can just like replace this any year and it's been the same thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, we keep saying this, but at some point, the dominoes are going to tip and it's going to start and the games are going to actually be rolled out. Will 2023 be that year? My heart says Yes. But my heart's been wrong before. Yeah. Please. I mean, Starfield has to come out, right? And I think that's the big one right now. That's the big star, uh, Xbox game that's on the horizon. The last time we said that an Xbox game has to come out, it was <sighs> Halo right. Infinite. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, like I know what you for, mean. Like, at some point, it's like they, need to, they have to come out and they have to be as good as they need to be. For sure. For sure. And, like, I, I would put money that Starfield comes out next year, which I know is, like, again, a thing we've been saying. Starfield was supposed to come out this year. Uh but I think I think this one's gonna happen. The question for me is: Is it gonna be as great as it needs to be as a as a big Bethesda, Bethesda game studios single player brand new IP RPG? Mm -hmm. You know, I think those are very big expectations, and I think it could live up to that. But I do think it's a tall order. I think that's more the thing that you know uh, uh, I worry about. But like, I'm looking forward to Starfield. I know a lot of the audience is looking forward to Starfield, and then I think on the back end you got games like. Redfall, which mm -hmm. I think are more question marks. I know plenty of people that are excited for Redfall. I'm excited for Redfall because I love Arcane. Um, but that's another one where it's like, all right, that got delayed out of summer 2022 into 2023. I imagine it hits 2023, but is it going to be fire? Mm -hmm. I think it but could be then, fire. I want it to be fire. Do you think Redfall qualifies as a big first party game? And I'm not saying mm -hmm. it, it doesn't. I, I feel like... It's there's an argument to be made that it's more a lesser tier, like it being multiplayer only, right? Isn't that the? I don't know if it's multiplayer only, but it is like multiplayer focused. Focus, like I least? see it more as like a Borderlands type thing. Okay, yeah. okay, I guess when yeah, thinking of it as Borderlands, I guess makes it a little bit more big sounding as yeah. opposed to I, I was thinking it more like you're probably uh, thinking like Left 4 Dead type shit. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, which I th was the first impression that I think a lot of us got, but as they've been showing more, I've been getting the the, more, the impression that no, it is more. Open world action shooter. Like, I think Borderlands would probably be the, the, the comparison gameplay-wise. And I, it will it be as big as Borderlands. I don't know. I don't think so. But when you're talking about big uh, games from Xbox, I think in the way that... I'm trying to think of a good PlayStation com comparison to make. Because I'll put it... Bleeding I, Edge is the thing I was thinking about. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. I it's not going to be Bleeding Edge. It can't be Bleeding Edge. It will break my heart if it's Bleeding Edge. Yeah. But I would put I would in the way that Starfield I would say is top tier mm -hmm. Xbox right now right that is the cream of the crop. St uh, Starfield I'm putting maybe like a tier two below in terms of highly anticipated, but you know I think it's it's that that's there to support the library. I don't know if Starfield yeah. is going to sell Redfall. Xboxes, Redfall. but I think it is going to fill in the catalog and hopefully it attaches to an audience right. Hopefully there's an audience there that's like. Oh, man, I love arcane games. Oh, man, I love shooters. And I love co-op. Yeah. Yeah, this will be fun. And that's the thing is they have the ingredients there, right? So it's just like I, I feel like hopefully it sounds like all they really need is time to be able to get their vision out there because Arcane's proven they got the stuff. They know what they're doing. And if they want to be making this multiplayer game, mm -hmm. I'm sure that there's a reason for that, right? And yeah. I don't think it's just, oh, filling in a need in the Xbox's library. I think it is more like that's coming from them wanting to do that. Yeah, um, and this is Arcane Austin, right? This isn't just a... 
hey, we had a small team that wanted to make this 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 niche thing. It is the the, the back and forth between Arcane Austin and Arcane Leon, right? Where Arcane Leon put out Dishonored Two the, the following year. Arcane Austin put out uh, Prey, right? Yeah. And you know, Prey. I don't think got the praise, <laughs> Prey, praise, uh, praise it deserved. And part of that is I, I don't think the game just ran that well uh, at launch. But going back to Prey, I'm like, yo, this is one of my favorite arcane games. That is a talented studio. And Redfall, I think, is their big focus. I think it is a thing of, no, we think we can make something uh, uh, great and big here in the same way that uh, Arcane Leon went from making Dishonored 2 to making um, Deathloop. And Deathloop was a hit. Deathloop was dope as fuck, right? And that was them going, how can we appeal to a greater audience? I think Redfall is a similar thing of, all right, we've been making these immersive sim games, these single-player, stealth-based, choose-how-you-want-to-play type games, and that, have, that has worked for us for a while. Let's expand out, right? We have two teams here. Let's let one team make Deathloop while we make something that might break us out of our mold and maybe get a different audience into our, our, our type of games. I think they have the talent to do it. I think the art style from Ar Arcane is dope. I think they're, the way they think about gameplay and the way that they've even evolved their gameplay with Deathloop, right, where it is, hey, there's... Weapons with different rarity. You are doing loot. You're like Deathloop. I think is was, uh, had some of the building blocks for what is going to become Redfall, right? Mm. In terms of yeah, weapon collection, uh, choosing your loadout for how you want to play, different abilities. I think that is going to feed into some of the gameplay uh, mechanics and systems of of Redfall. Um, and so I'm 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 looking forward to it. I'm hoping for the best. And also, I just figured out that the whole this whole time i thought the tape was missing i just had to peel this back hold on i'm putting on my mustache oh damn you stashing up oh, oh that's too much power mama mia oh look at me i'm a, I'm a mario oh god Whoa. oh no I'm, i apologize to everybody <laughs> that you go. just had to hear and see that <laughs> oh i love this what's the let me do the chris pratt mario hey i'm mario i'm from boston boston god i'm from boston yeah, you <laughs> might be the worst impressionist we know bless <laughs> Yahoo, Barrett. You know what I mean? Yahoo, Barrett. <laughs> Yahoo. How you feel about that? I, I hate it. My God. Oh, man. I'm glad I made the mustache work. So looking at this, it, it's interesting. We're talking about 2023 for Xbox and the, the Starfield, there's Redfall. We, we know there's going to be a lot of just support overall when it comes to Game Pass. And uh, with everything that Xbox showed at the showcase this year at Summer Game Fest, mm. uh, they were like, this is the next year. So we kind of have it spelled out for yeah. us, right? On the PlayStation side of things, it's pretty wild to think that we're getting God of War and Horizon both in the same year. And PlayStation's been pretty good about having uh, multiple, multiple. Like, at least one or two, or at least two, I would say, yeah. of like their bigger titles every year. Uh, do you, and do you think that that's going to continue for the PlayStation side next year? They're talking about Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man 2 is going to hit next year. You know, I think the reason why we haven't seen more from Spider-Man is just the fact that God of War Ragnarok has been the big unicorn game on the horizon. They want to promote that and have everybody focus on God of War, uh, I was going to say God of War Horizon, God of War Ragnarok. I think after Ragnarok, again, I could see it happening in Game Awards in December or happening sometime early next year. I think you will get a trailer for Spider-Man 2 that will hint that it's coming maybe fall, right? And I think, I think it's going to be that. I think the question is, are they going to have more than Spider-Man 2? They got to. That is the PlayStation cadence. They've done that for as long as I remember. Counterpoint.com slash you're wrong. What was the last time PlayStation had less than two big first-party games come out in one year. There is the, the factor of things like Final Fantasy 16 and, yes. Final Fantasy VII and Final Rebirth, Fantasy VII Rebirth, which are exclusive, and they're huge AAA titles, but they're not first-party. Yeah. But Sony kind of still owns those partnerships and kind of like presents them as if they're PlayStation exclusive in that way. Exactly. But I do, I do think you will get one more PlayStation studios game. Yeah. Um, and that'll, and that's a banger year, right? Like yeah. if you're PlayStation, you're looking at your exclusive lineup, Spider-Man two, Final Fantasy 16, uh, Final Fantasy seven rebirth, possibly. And then another PlayStation first party thing. I think that's a banger lineup. Maybe it's last of those factions. Yeah, Maybe it's yeah, one of these multiplayer games. Last like, of those factions. Oh yeah. We know there's like a ton of the multiplayer games. There's uh blue point at some point they're yeah. going to announce what they're working on. Um, I feel like there's a lot of potential, and like I keep saying this, but like we're it's exciting that we're like ending this first era of the PS5. I'm about to get the next slew of announcements from yeah. Sony. You got to expect at some point of like what does 2023, 2024, 2025 look like? We're about to enter PlayStation Phase Two. Yeah, right? and I need I'm gonna need um, Herman Holst to walk out like um kevin feige mm -hmm. and just give me the fucking logos Point some logos yeah and i was like whoa we're getting ghost of tsushima 2 uh, 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 secret wars with playstation <laughs> secret wars coming out how are you gonna do that like I, I think we're gonna get some uh some exciting stuff after god of war ragnarok uh, mm -hmm. actually comes out and then on the xbox side too i do think that we'll get more than starfield and redfall i think it's time we get hellblade like mm -hmm. that's been announced for a long time yeah 
where is it? You know, I I'm think looking right. forward to that. And I think I, I imagine there may like, there might be a couple more Xbox games to come out by next year because we've been waiting. We've been waiting. Where's Everwild? <laughs> where is Everwild? That was that had development turmoil. But also, where's Avowed? I think Avowed is probably around the corner as well. We shall see. Story number five. Ex-Destiny 2 producer Jared News uh, becomes new Overwatch 2 executive producer. This is Justin Carter at Game Developer. It appears that Blizzard has found a new executive producer for Overwatch 2. Jared News will now operate as both executive producer and vice president of the free-to-play shooter and report to the franchise uh, general manager, Walter Kong. Announcing his new position on LinkedIn, News wrote that, quote, Overwatch hooked me immediately with his hopeful, hopeful view of the future. To have the opportunity to support this incredibly talented team and this legendary studio as they transition into a new, brighter future is a dream come true for me, end quote. Before News' hiring, Overwatch 2 lost its original executive producer, Chaco Sunny, in late 2021. At the time, his leaving was explained as, a, as wanting a break from the franchise, which he'd been a part of since 2016. He since moved on to head up Netflix's game development studio in California. Shooters and live service games are a big part of uh, News' resume. Prior to joining Blizzard, uh, he was a senior producer on both 343 Industries, Halo 5, Guardians, and Bungie's Destiny 2. He also served as a director of production at Riot Games, where he worked on League of Legends and Teamfight Tactics, along with the developer's still-in-progress MMORPG. The arrival of News is another part of Overwatch 2's eventful opening month. At launch, the game was beset by multiple DDoS attacks that hampered the ability to play the game. Further exa exacerbating matters was the game's usage of SMS Protect technology, which prevented players with prepaid phone plans from playing the game. Even, those, even with those aforementioned struggles, Overwatch 2 managed to reach 25 million players a week and a half after its release. Cool. Congratulations, uh, Jared, on your position at uh, Overwatch 2. Overwatch 2, I hope, makes bigger waves. Yeah. Like, I know I just read the 25 million number, um, and I think... With it being Overwatch, uh, you know, it being Overwatch 2 and it being free to play, I, 25 million doesn't surprise me. I hope it has more staying power, right? I, I, like, I, I hope Overwatch 2, when, once we get into next year and we see, like, more seasons and we see more battle passes and stuff, I hope it keeps in the conversation the way that Fortnite does, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's Overwatch, so, like, it already has that power going for it, but I'm, I've not been blown away by this launch <laughs> yeah to, uh, uh, to say the least and like i'm seeing some of that sentiment around right online i think i think a lot of people were hoping for more and again i think there will be more uh, when you're talking about the single player mode that's eventually going to come out for it i think that'll help it make uh big waves but yeah i'm just hoping for i'm hoping for the best for overwatch 2 right now that's where i'm at me too bless me too let's run out the ripper report with story number six tim have you heard of riven 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 r-i-v-e-n oh i have heard of it I do not know it, though. Okay. The, the, the old PC game. Let me, let me tell you about Riven. Please do. Riven, the sequel to Myst, is getting a modern remake. This is Susanna Polo at Polygon. Developer Cyan Worlds announced Monday that it's in production on a full remake of Myst sequel, Riven, taking the, blo the blockbuster uh, 1997 adventure puzzle game somewhere it's never been before, 3D. 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 Among the most sublimely constructed feats of puzzle making through environmental storytelling and video games, Riven <laughs> bedeviled, I haven't seen that one, bedeviled millions of players who, <laughs> who dare <laughs> flick their way. Let me tell you, uh, Susanna Polo at Polygon is in their bag. They're like, they've been, they had the, the Cal with, with each day has having a different word and they're like i gotta use bedevil today i'm gonna find a spot for it yep. and let me tell you you killed it Susanna. you killed it riven bedeviled millions of players who dared click their way through its lush two-dimensional world and for the game's 25th anniversary cyan the occasionally wobbly indie studio that crafted it will remake the game as a fully traversable space the company addressed why it took so long to bring riven into three dimensions in an faq quote riven is one of the most highly regarded games in cyan history we didn't want to approach it lightly or frivolously. <laughs> Cyan is a small indie. I know fr frivolous isn't like a crazy word, but like frivolously. All right, cool. Let's go. Uh, Cyan is a small, <laughs> small indie studio. Uh, we want to make sure we could take on such a difficult, costly, and complicated endeavor and do it well, end quote. Cyan did not offer any information on a, re on a release date or window for the remake, but noted the best way to stay, <laughs> stay abreast of Riven News would be to subscribe <laughs> the company's newsletter. <laughs> I love that you just got the giggles today. It's fantastic. Well, that calendar was going wild. How, yeah. how are you going to have a calendar that has three different words in it? <laughs> then you got to use it one day. You know what I mean? 
Oh my god! Usually just well, they, they took the weekend off, right? So they were probably oh, making up make the weekend words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good call. It's a good call. Tim, you excited to play some Riven? Dude, I'm definitely not. Riven, Mist, and Shadowgate are three games that when I was a kid, I was like, oh, I can dislike a video game. I remember oh, like wow. the, I played them. I'm just like, I. This is this is not fun at all. And is that ignorant speaking? Was that just a dumb little Timmy speaking? Probably. I know people love these games. I know they love them a lot. But I know that I did not. And I know that anytime I like there's this kid that lived across the street named Jordan. And he would play this game, and I was just like, you're a fucking nerd. And he was wow. like, I am older than you, and I'll beat your ass. And wow. I was just like, fair, fair enough. I'm a man. Go play Miss Nerd. Damn. I think this sounds cool. <laughs> I'm one of I'm one of them, uh, I'm not a PC nerd per se, but I am a puzzle nerd. Mm-hmm. And so like uh, Miss is one that I've actually wanted, always wanted to go back and play Mist, but like I'm not, I've just not made the time for it because like it's never relevant <laughs> to the job, right? To go back and play Mist, but it seems like a game that is important for the history of puzzle games, right? And again, uh, I like me a good puzzle game. So, uh, Riven, reading through different articles about it, people seem divided on this video game, right? Like the, oh, yeah. po- the Polygon article was like, "Yo, Riven is one of the best puzzle games ever ever uh, made." And I looked at a Kotaku article and it was like. It's either one of the best games ever made or one of the worst games ever made. We don't know. Like <laughs> we don't know. Like, we don't. We don't. No one's ever actually played it because it was too fucking boring. Yeah. Got him, Tim. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I check out a remake. You know, I think a remake is a good reason to go back and, and, and check out a game. So yeah, if you give me a and I'll, I'll listen, I love the Witness. Have you have you heard of the Witness? Have you played oh, yeah. the Witness, Tim? Mm-hmm. That was my shit. Right. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on an island. I'm doing all these line puzzles. And let me tell you that island was wild. Yeah. Some crazy shit happened on that island. And let me tell you, you're giving me another island to explore in a 3D space with Riven. Hell yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Tim, mm-hmm. I can't wait for the Riven remake to eventually come out. <laughs> but its release is probably just so far away. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to know what's coming out to Minecraft shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, we got No More Room in Hell 2 for PC, The Unliving Early Access for PC, and The Amazing Chicken Adventures for Switch. New date for you. Chicken Adventures. Amazing Chicken Adventures. Wow. We got one new date. Bound by Blades is releasing on Windows PC via Steam and GOG on November 15th. Uh, And then deal of the day for you. This is your last chance to get the U.S. PlayStation Plus October games. Uh, That is Hot Wheels Unleashed, Super Hot, and Injustice 2. So go hop on that. Tim, Mm -hmm. it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as you got it wrong. So you can correct it for those watching later on YouTube.com. It's kind of funny games and listening later on podcast services around the globe, 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 globe. Uh, that's it. We have no, no, you're wrong. <laughs> One person is in here trolling, but that's about it. We killed it. Hell yeah. Yeah. We don't take our, we, we don't, uh, that doesn't work. I was gonna say we don't take our words frivolously, but that's not like a really, that's not Mm-mm. a good way to use that word. No. I'm not as good as Susanna yeah. over here. This is dropping in all this flowery language. I'm on to you, Susanna. I'm on to you. He's bedeviling us. Just straight up, just straight up bedeviling us, man. Uh, this week's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily go like this. Of course, today you got me and Tim. Tomorrow, you're getting Greg and me. Wednesday, you're getting me and Greg. Thursday, there's no Kind of Funny Games Daily because that is our God of War review. Stay tuned. Uh, that's coming in the form of Gamescast. We're doing that live. 9 a.m. 9 a.m. So exciting. Hell yeah. It's going to be a, uh, uh, and a very exciting one. Uh, stay tuned for that. Thursday morning, 9 a.m. And then on Friday, you're getting Tim and me. Hell yeah. If you're watching this live right now, after this is our Halloween Day stream kicking off with some Ghostbusters VR talk. If you want to catch that stream later, of course, you can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Remember, this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday live right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, game daily. <laughs>